Hello, Property Nomads. Got a special treat for you today. Uh, our guest is a broker owner of 21, uh, Century 21 Limitless and affiliated offices. He has won loads of different real estate awards over in the USA, been number one realtor nationwide by Wall Street and Real Trends for 2019. Uh, also nominated top 10 national real estate producer by Wall Street Journal uh, from 2018 to 2020 as well. He sold loads and loads of property over the years and uh, he's taken time out to talk to us today about decision making and how he has come up with ways to make effective decisions in order to help boost his business and so forth. And uh, without any further introduction, uh, Carl Seabeth, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your day and uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I mean, no problem at all. Um, thank you for having me. I appreciate, uh, you know, what you, you know, what you kind of hit on as far as my past and what we did. And, you know, everything you hit on is 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 spot on and accurate. Um, at the end of the day, you know, really love the process. Um, enjoy the process of business. Enjoy the process of growth. And I'm um, here to answer any questions and provide as much value as I can for the audience and the listeners and, and the viewers and, and just want to kind of get it going and get cracking at it. Yeah, no, thank you very much. It's going to be cool. Um, before we go into decision making and everything to do with that, uh, a little bit of, so I always like to ask this question, what got you into what we would call property, but you call real estate? What got you into that line of work, that business in the first place? So I, I worked in finance for about 10 years, uh, worked a nine to five, really kind of just went in every day, got paid, got a paycheck and went home and felt like there was something missing um, as far as, you know, what I was, um, you know, what I was meant to do here on earth and what I was meant to do here in life. And I felt like I needed more. So I, I started to get into some sort of um, idea that I wanted more the competitive nature of business, the sales business. I had an appetite for real estate. I loved it. And I, you know, bought my first multifamily, saw on the commission statement how much the realtor got, got paid at the commission. And I was like, hold, hold on a minute. This might be something I could do here. And just started getting into it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this part-time. Um, take this, do it part-time, and then make enough money for a couple extra bucks uh, to go on a vacation or have a couple extra bucks to spend. But at the end of the day, that, you know, that part-time uh, vocation became an obsession and became something that I that I love, that I desire, I live, I breathe. I, you know, it's got me to where I am. It's opened up a ton of doors, and I couldn't be more happy to where I am. And in terms of getting from getting from bottom to top, uh, we touched on it at the start. There's a lot of decisions there. You know, you have sold hundreds of millions of dollars of of real estate over the last you know few years, and that's congratulations, Zach. That that's not easy for people to do, I imagine. So. When it comes down to decision making, um, what have you done over the years? What things have you implemented for you to be able to work on like the higher income generating tasks and, and getting the sort of menial decisions out of your way? How, how have you gone about those processes? So I focus on only income generating activities. If it generates income for me, it's something that I need to take care of. If it's one of our main generators for income for any of the businesses that we have, then that's something that I'm going to focus on. If it's something more that one of our, our managers can handle or something that one of my partners can handle, I would then delegate it to that route. If it's a non-high level income generating activity, then I'm, I'm not going to put it in front of me. And I think decision the decision-making process, right, 
is really something that has to be made relatively quickly. And once you make a decision, you have to live by that decision and give it time to come to fruition. You can't just continue to make and change and make and change and make and change decisions. You have to make a decision, implement a plan, have a vision, have a strategy, and see it through to fruition to see if it actually comes comes true or not. And I think at the end of the day, what a lot of people do is they they fail to make quick decisions. They take too long. And beside, by, by the time they make the decision, right, so by the time they actually make the decision, you're in a position when either you lost the deal or the momentum swung or the decision-making process has changed uh, and now is not equitable on both sides. And I think that's really important that you understand the speed and the need for speed when you're making decisions. So I'm just trying to think of a couple of examples off the top of my head. Is is that to do with uh, you're closing in on a real estate deal? You make a decision. Yes, I'm so taking I, it. No, I'm not. What? So I would say on my end, um, decisions. You know, obviously I'm a real estate broker. I've sold over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Outside of that, we do a lot of um, we do a lot of investment properties, right? So a quick decision there is we go look at a property. I look at it, evaluate it, make a decision. Is this a buy or a pass? There's only yeah. two choices. Do I buy it or do I not buy it? I don't get paralyzed by the analysis done on a spreadsheet. I have intuition. I have understanding. I have experience. I allow those three things to help me make decisions that are going to either benefit or impact my life in a negative manner. And I think at the end of the day, our business decisions on a day in and day out basis, I'm making decisions. Do I purchase or not purchase this property? And I think that decision-making process, right, and what goes into that is really, really important that people understand that it's not something that takes days and hours. You know, there's there's a certain amount of experience you have to have to be able to make quick, fast decisions that are going to actually, you know, work out in your benefit. So for those people whose decision-making isn't that good, and I'll hold my hands up, my decision-making could be a lot better than it is. Um, I can dilly-dally on a lot of things. So if someone was starting from scratch and they wanted to get better at decision making, no matter what it's about, what would you say, what advice would you give them to say, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that? Practice making decisions. I know so many people that can't even make a decision when they go out to eat. Make a decision and move on. Make a decision and figure it out. Don't just continuously go back and forth and make a decision and then at that point become so indecisive you question your own decision. Mm -hmm. Make whatever the decision you feel is right and then go forward with that decision with both feet in the pool. So many people make one decision and they're so indecisive they don't put their full effort in it. And I deal with this on a personal and professional basis with people all the time. If you struggle with decision making, practice at a restaurant. Then graduate to the next step. Then graduate to the next step. Don't try to make big decisions off the bat if you're a non-decisive person. So the goal and what I would say to people is really perfect practice makes perfect. Get into it and try to figure out, like, what are the things on a trivial basis that every day that I can make quick, fast decisions? And then from there, I can see the results. Practice on those. Don't go back. Don't feel like you made the wrong decision. If it sounded right and it made sense at the time, go forward with it. 
okay, that's that's even I've made a note of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start at restaurants, I think, and and work my way up. Uh, I'm one of the best week. decision. I'm one of the best decision makers I know. I have the I have the. So where I, I have the intestinal intestinal fortitude to make a decision and deal with the results, good, bad, or indifferent. I understand when a decision is made, there's only three things that are going to happen. My business will improve, will stay the same, or will go the opposite way. That's it. That's only three things that can happen. As long as I don't die, I can figure it out. So at the end of the day, what are we causing ourselves all this worry and angst? Make a decision and move on. In terms of dealing with, uh, and I'm putting myself in the shoes of, of the mentality of a lot of other people as well, if they make a decision and they go, well, what if that happens? Or I don't like the, uh, the idea of these negative consequences. How do you say to people, what do you do to combat that? What would you say to someone to help them combat the what ifs? So the what if needs to exit your mind forever. Okay. You can't have a what if mentality. You have to live by an abundancy mentality. You have to live by the mentality that there is always another opportunity, that there's always more money. There's always another person. There's always another hire. There's always another deal. So if you make the wrong decision, you can always make up for it on the next one. Or you can always make it right and tweak it. So what happens is a lot of people get so caught up in Will I make the right decision or wrong decision? And will I regret this for the rest of my life? The regret that you'll have for not making any decision is bigger than the regret you'll have for actually making a decision and it being wrong. And I think at the end of the day, what I tell myself is I live by the bus theory. What if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? Well, anything can happen. It could, I might, who knows, yep. but I'm not going to stop living my life because I might get hit by a bus tomorrow. So at the end of the day, I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to live by a, a, a scarcity mentality and mindset that says to me, oh, no, if I make this decision, I'll never have another deal across my plate. If I win 51 out of four, if I win 51 out of 100 decisions, I'm winning. I'm not going to win every one. I need to win more than I lose. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Brilliant. No, spot on. I really appreciate that, uh, Carl. I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of uh, information in, in, out of it. I mean, in life, I was just saying, like, in life, like, a lot of people are like, hey, life is really difficult, or life can be hard, or decisions are hard. They are what they make. They are what you make of it. Mm. They are, right? Decisions are hard if you make them feel like they're hard. Think about it like this, right? At the end of the day, you getting hit by a bus, or you getting, you getting, you, you making a decision and you, you losing $10,000, who says that's good or bad? It just happened. It's just it just happened. So it doesn't have to be a good or bad thing. You don't know what the next result is. You don't know if that ten thousand dollars because you lost on that deal could have could have uh, avoided you from making another deal down the road that would have lost you a million dollars. So you got to look at everything as it just is. It just happened. How you react to it is going to impact your ability to to, to go forward. I like that because that's a very, uh, what I would call a stoic approach, as in a decision or, or, you know, something's happened, that is it. It's not necessarily good or bad. It is what it is. And you have no idea what the unintended consequences are. We might know. never know. You don't know. You don't know if it's good. Or, it is what it is. It just happened. That happened. Move on. 
talk, you mentioned about uh, a key word that you mentioned there, mindset. And in, in your years of real estate business and other businesses, what have you done to work on your mindset? Have you, have you do you read a lot of books, uh, mentors? Uh, how have you improved your mental state over the years? I am a, a tough-minded person inherently, right? I was an athlete, so I grew up with that tough love. I grew up with a tough mind. Um, I always wanted to compete. I always wanted to work hard. I always understood the value of working hard. So I, I kind of had a cheat code there with that tough mindset going forward. Uh, what I've done recently is I've taken that tough mindset and I've transformed it into more of a calm, relaxing ability to make tough decisions with a hard mindset. So what I mean by that is I've allowed myself to now operate in a calm and confident manner and not operate like a lunatic, if that makes sense, right? Not go out there and operate from sheer brute force, but to operate from a calmness that's going to allow you to make decisions that are best for your business. And I think what I've done is I've started to do some audio stuff, um, really started to focus on the spiritual side of the business, uh, on the spiritual side of the world, rather, um, and the personal growth and professional growth. And I think that's been super helpful. I think what it's done is it's transformed me into growing into a better business person, growing into a better a better person in general, and uh, really allowed me to, to to become even better at the decision making process. So, in a, I guess in in summary, it's a case of don't beat yourself up. Stuff happens, decisions happen, etc. Keep working on yourself as a person, and keep having that mindset of yeah, keep growing, keep believing. And I'm, I'm seeming like any other great business owner out there. You've got uh, you've got your why, you've got your mission statement somewhere and you're always continually working towards that. Is that correct? Yeah, and I think the why is bigger than like one thing. I think your why is, you know, I don't think your, I think why is a, is a good cliche way to look at things, but I think there's gotta be other ways and other things you're pushing for personally, professionally, um, I think when I break things down, I don't know if you know Kobe Bryant is or the mama. I, I'm a real big Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant guy. Um, I believe that, you know, on my space, you know, I, I was the top of the real estate agents. I got to the top. I was the number one agent in the country, sold the most houses out of anybody. So I feel like I relate in a, in a, in a certain way. Hmm. Kobe's mentality and Michael's mentality was to be better today than yesterday and better tomorrow than today. And if you live like that every day and your goal is to get up and crush the day, I don't see how you become unsuccessful unless you let outside forces and noise get in your way. And I think that's what it comes down to. How much noise can you block out to get to your ultimate goal? And how much better can you work on yourself to produce at a super high level and to continue to grow? Playing devil's advocate on that, Slightly, and again, uh, the Last Dance documentary on Netflix is absolutely phenomenal. I, I'm not a basketball person, but yeah, wow, uh, that powerful, powerful stuff. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, uh, talking about noise and a lot of noise affecting, and I, I know people are going to be listening to this and they go, "Well, I've got you know this distraction here, my phone or whatever. I've got this distraction, that distraction," and you're saying, "Yeah, that's fine, but we can block that all out." How? What would you say to people that are just again, they might have negative connotations already, but Again, what do you say to people and say, this is how you block this noise out. This is what you've got to do. You have to have an extreme focus in between the lines. What I mean by that is 
again, I correlate this to sports. When you step on that field, when you step on the court, when you step in the rink, when you step in the ring, that's work time. And your extreme focus must come into play and you can't let anything else get in your way. And if you can have that extreme focus, that'll push you to levels that you never thought were possible. If you lose the extreme focus and you let the noise come in, you're always going to under you're always going to underperform your full potential because you're allowing distraction. And in terms of blocking out distractions, uh, again, I, this might sound menial, but it's uh, something that a lot of people have issues with. Uh, so, for example, your phone. I appreciate you in the real estate industry. Do you have periods of the day where you're doing high income tasks and you might have your phone switched off for an hour? because the, those calls are rerouted to senior management. Do you do things like that or, or not at all? So, so my working? phone is my lifeline. Yeah. Uh, my phone rings constantly, texts constantly, emails constantly. I understand and prioritize every single phone call, every single text message, every single email. And I've got a cadence of how to get back to certain people, how to get back to certain devices, and what that looks like on a day-in and day-out basis. So at the end of the day, the ability to time block or block things out, that doesn't happen. But what truly happens is my ability to take different things and compartmentalize them in a way that I understand what's important during this time period, what's important during the next time period, and what's important for the period, period prior time period. And I think that's really what it comes down to is how can you avoid – what I mean by noise is the personal issues, the personal problems, the – you know, the the – non-business related as tasks and assets and things that happen throughout the day that can deter you from your full, from your full potential and your goal. And I'm guessing that comes with, again, mental fortitude, experience. You know, you're going to make mistakes anyway, uh, let them happen, and then you're going to get better over time because, as you said at the start, what you're doing is you are defining your processes and then you're tweaking them, redefining them, making them better, and then you just keep going up that ladder. Yeah, I mean, it comes from all that. It comes from all that. I mean, that's really, really important. You know, it comes from all that, that those characteristics. It comes from that mindset. It comes from your ability. And at the end of the day, you know, the only one that can judge if you're getting better today or tomorrow or yesterday is you. And it's you versus you. And if you can wake up and be a better version of you today than you were yesterday, then you're going to be on the right path. You're not going backwards. You're going forwards. No, I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving that East Coast mentality over there, um, Carl. Uh, one other question that I did have, uh, you mentioned uh, multiple other businesses that you're involved in. Obviously, you've reached you know top of the tree in, in the USA, uh, being a number one uh, realtor. So what are you working towards at the moment? Diversifying a conglomerate that provides passive and residual income to supersede my active income on a real estate side. And we're building this out with 13 forms of income right now, 13 streams of income. We're looking to grow each one of them to a net income number of a million dollars a month. Um, and that's ultimately the goal. Fantastic. And do you set, with goal setting, do you set a, a date you want to achieve that by or is that too much pressure? You just let it happen? No, I think I take a little bit of um, a little bit of everything, right? So I, I feel like the spiritual side says don't put a date on it. Mm -hmm. The, the part of me that reads uh, the book I've read like five times on Audible in the last like two weeks, um, 
I had some name of Think and Grow Rich side mm -hmm. of me. So write it down and put a date and make sure you know everything. So I feel like if you just believe it, you can achieve it. It just happens. It comes to fruition. It's going to materialize. If you can think about it, you can make it happen. Uh, I, I completely appreciate that. So you see me make a couple of notes when you've been speaking as, as well, because I need to reinforce my mindset as well. Carl, thanks for your time. Uh, do you have any other, uh, obviously, a lot of great information you've given there. It's going to help a lot of people. But if you had to sort of summarise it or round it up with a couple of really key pieces of advice to give to people to take away from this episode, what would you say to people? Be the best version of you. There's two things you can do with life. You can either live to die or die to live. You can continue to live each day as you're passing time and just living to get to death. Or you can want it so bad that you're dying to live out every single minute. Strong words. Love it. Kyle, thank you very much and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, brother. Thanks for listening to Property Nomads. To help the podcast even more, please do head over to patreon.com forward slash property nomads. That's patreon.com forward slash property nomads. Mm -hmm.